Oh, it's just recording. Yeah. Hello. Oh. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are recording on this computer. Okay. Hello. Hello. <laughs> That's the first time I've noticed that little like sign that says recording. I know. It uh, normally like asks me a little question and then I guess you can't see it, but I guess Zoom's being kind of funny today. So it's we're experiencing all new kinds of things. Every week, a new adventure. <laughs> Happy Thursday. By the time I'm... you get this, it'll be Thursday night. <laughs> I'm Bay. And I'm Jay. And this is the part, I, is don't the part I don't get. I think this is episode 36. Yes. <laughs> 36 or 35. You're usually the person to ask for these things. Let me just so look. <laughs> I was hoping. I, I, I was on it, and then I, I dropped the ball. Yes, it's 36. Okay, 36. good job. Okay. Yeah, you dropped the ball. But um, uh, the power went out for like a split second, like an hour before this recording. So I was like, oh, of course, the heavens have to open up like right before. But... <laughs> It's not raining anymore, so hopefully we're- Yeah, my, my fiance took a picture of a rainbow that he saw. It was like, it was like raining like crazy and then it was like sunny. <laughs> was it a double rainbow? Actually, kind of. <laughs> double was, the other one was very faint. <laughs> I don't remember the lyrics to that, but- um, Yeah, let's not. Let's yeah. Not. So how was your week? It was long. <laughs> Just, and it's not even over yet. It's only Thursday. There's I know. Day. Like yesterday, I was like, I thought it was Friday yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, how, I've how been is... getting a little more brave and brazen, may I just say, because I have ordered out many times and I've even gone into the restaurant and like picked it up to go. Um, whereas I was like, really two, hoping for something better than that two months ago, I would have never have done that because of the virus. Um, and then like we went to target, that was a very exciting day. Oh, and I would never how was that target a couple days ago. It was Wait, fine. Your or your, your fiance, your husband went with you. Yes. We oh. had, we picked up a cordless vacuum and he was very excited because that means that he could vacuum the car. Oh, and parts of the house where it's kind of annoying to bring the lug that heavy vacuum cleaner, and it was so funny. It was like a kid with a new toy, this cordless vacuum cleaner. <laughs> well, on the same level of excitement, I got a, a new mop, which I am very <laughs> excited to use. <laughs> I know it's just like when you're older, and these are the things that rock your world: a cordless <laughs> vacuum cleaner and a mop. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I picked up a new sponge at the Pickly Wiggly, honey. <laughs> they were having a sale. I they were having a sale on sponges. <laughs> I also ordered some new clothes. <laughs> oh yeah, well, I did too. I ordered a, I was going to wear it tonight, but I always think like when you're ordering, you should wash it first, especially now because of the virus. Oh, I ordered something that could be just like a funny outfit or it could be a Halloween costume. Um, and it is a dress with the solar system on it. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. 
So I thought like it could it could be good. It could also be slightly educational. Um, I don't know if the solar system is is accurate. That is one part of school that I legit legitimately retained absolutely no information on, and my husband constantly laughs at me because I don't know the order of the planets. Neither do I. But I just know Jupiter is not a planet anymore, so everything we've been taught is a lie. It isn't. Oh no, not Jupiter. I'm sorry, Pluto. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was like, holy. You're like, they're dropping off one by one. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, first it was Pluto. What well, are you working Pluto, on over there? I, know I see because Pluto. Pluto was my favorite. Oh. Pluto was my favorite planet because I liked Pluto, um, the cartoon character. That was the dog. That was Goofy's dog. Well, we can, you know, you can start a movement. I know. Bring Pluto back. Pluto a planet again. <laughs> So, you know, what does Pluto identify as? That's it's what a moon. We it's a moon. No, but it's up to Pluto what Pluto wants oh, to Oh, yeah, do. that's true. <laughs> let, let, let Pluto speak its truth. Yes. Um, before we start just deciding for Pluto. Yes. But um, I think that it is your turn to go first. Oh, really? Yeah. Because you did know. the slap the last time. And then, um, and because I went last on our alien, our special alien episode. This is the kind of conversation we should have had during our UFOs attack episode. Correct. What um, do you mean? You didn't answer. I'm cutting fabric squares out because I'm going to make a quilt. Oh, birthday Talk present. About being older. <laughs> <laughs> you should be making masks okay i should be i don't That's know how to make them and I, honestly i really don't have a lot of fabric well you have enough to make a quilt no i do not have enough to make a quilt this is the start oh okay well anyway all right so my topic tonight is kind of more of i guess a question something i wanted to investigate um okay so my my question that i was looking into was um are online reviews trustworthy um because i've been doing a lot of you know wedding planning online and yes very relying heavily on reviews like on wedding wire and the not like it, it's crazy i i won't even look at the person's website i will go on to the wedding wire the not and look at the reviews before anything else <laughs> Okay. And, and then I realized, um, I wonder, you know, if there's more to be said about these reviews. So, um, my sources for my research, if you want to call it that, was the um, Harvard Business Review, uh, a blog called Reputation X, which actually, even though it was a blog, it had a lot of like good research in it. Um, a New York Times article, and then there was an article in Forbes magazine as well. Um, so how many other people rely on online reviews? Well, 2018 study found that 91% of people trust online reviews basically as much as like a personal recommendation. Okay. Even though it's someone you don't know. Right. It's a complete stranger and could be anybody. And 49%, and I'm definitely in this category, uh, <laughs> want to see at least a four-star rating of a business before they- Oh, really? Yeah. Are, are, you, are you like that or no? I don't, I mean, I'm not 
I'm not planning my wedding anymore, but no, um, I mean, just, just in general, like when you look at like Uber Eats or something, I think it depends on what it is like a hotel. I'm only really looking at cleanliness. Like that is what I'm looking at. So if, if, and like, same thing, like with a, like a hair salon, I would be looking for probably like customer service and cleanliness. So like a lot of times when you go on like those Yelps and stuff, they have like the categories of how they rated. So I'm the kind of person that looks for specific, like yeah. how do we do under this category? Right. I do like the subcategories that can be helpful. So, um, the stars on Yelp are actually very, um, beneficial because each, uh, one study found that each Yelp star, each additional Yelp star gets the business as much as 9% more in revenue. So, you know, those little emojis bring in the dough. <laughs> the emojis matter. <laughs> However, uh, they found that 20% of reviews are fake. Dun, dun, dun. I've um, heard that. Yeah. So there's kind of, they kind of break it down into four types of what they call review manipulation. <laughs> um, <laughs> Basically, companies will use fake reviews to damage their rivals. Really? Um, yeah. That's, that's like a low blow, I think. That is really petty. Yeah. I mean, it's a cutthroat world out there, you know? But that's... Karma's going to come back and bite you in the ass. If you're exactly. Doing- and who's to say they won't do the same to you? I know. Um, so this is most common with restaurants and hotels, and there are actually entire businesses, mostly overseas, that are dedicated to writing fake reviews, especially for Yelp. So there's, um, if you Google, like there's like all these different companies that will, you can pay them to write fake reviews. Like um, that guy that, remember when I did the episode about the shed, the fake restaurant? Yeah. That was his job. That was his job. Yeah, I remember you yeah. telling me that. So... Um, so consumer, another reason people write reviews is to get discounts. So they'll write, you know, thinking they can get a discount on a product if they give it a good review. Unfortunately, it also works the other way where where people will try to blackmail a company by, um, threatening a negative review. Um, and companies will use in-house reviewers. And then the fourth one is internet trolls. (laughs) <laughs> which you know for those of you who don't know what a troll is it's someone that probably has no job and sits around and likes to start fights in the comment section of any given um mom's basement right it's actually that's what i want to do when i retire so <laughs> internet troll. yeah that's my that's my goal a yelp troll specifically <laughs> It, it, it can be kind of addicting to... You have a critical stuff. eye when you, when you retire. <laughs> Just complain about everything. <laughs> Just go on like Taylor Swift. She is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so some signs to look out for for a fake review are uh, extreme star ratings. So like a one star, five star review. Um, obviously not in itself, you know, a, an indicator, but... Also, if they use vague language, um, like a lot of first-person pronouns and more verbs than nouns, um, basically. Explain that for the grammar deficient. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I this, I that, we this, like well, first wouldn't person. they normally be saying that anyway? They're talking about their experience. I guess, 
I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I was a little confused by that too. Um, Maybe just statistically, it should. But it's not like you're not describing the product. I guess you're just like, oh, I. Okay. I did so no, it, I did that instead of like, oh, it was really light and comfortable. I don't know. All right, so it's. But we'll have to we'll have to keep a lookout next time you're reading reviews. You know. They said I three times. Yes, that's a, that's that's a red flag. And then they talk, they talk about timestamps and locations that don't make sense. You know, if you're talking about like a, a diner in Michigan, but you're like from France or something, not that you yeah, can't. Okay. Or, you know, like a weird, if it's like really late at night, but you're saying, oh, I just went to this restaurant and had brunch an hour ago or something. You were just holding that story in all day. <laughs> you got to sit. Dreamt it. <laughs> in front of your desktop computer. Type out that review. I kept thinking about Sebastian Montescalco. <laughs> what else did we like about the restaurant, honey? <laughs> <laughs> you brought this up. That is the first thing I thought. <laughs> if I didn't like it, I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> um, for any of you who don't know what we're talking about, uh, Sebastian Montescalco is a comedian that has a great bit on uh, people writing reviews and. Um, needing samples of everything so. and essentially just wasting people's time yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and then also if they use nicknames instead of real names which i don't know i would think a lot of people use nicknames on those sites so um but of course review sites have taken more measures to prevent fake reviews they've used automated software to filter out fake reviews so they've done you know it's gotten better i think but of course some still slip through the cracks um, Okay, so aside from actual fake reviews, another there's a lot of psychology behind why um, online reviews aren't very um, All right. Yeah, you always gotta have this like yourself for your, for your wedding shopping stuff. Yes, it's actually been very helpful, like to have Good. in the back of my mind, and I think it's going to be life changing for everyone listening. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. So. Um, Studies show that there are way more positive reviews than negative reviews online, but because of the scarcity of the negative reviews, they stand out more than positive reviews. So the negative reviews um, kind of stick with us and basically they offer a window into the possibility of what ifs. So yeah. for anxious people like yourself and, and myself, hey, you know, it kind of... <laughs> okay, me. Um, it, <laughs> yes, I, you know, I, you want to like. I'm the type of person I like. I want to go through every possible scenario if it's something important. Obviously, if you know, spend real money on. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'm like, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? You know, you want to, you want to be reassured that that's not going to happen. So we find that we see negative reviews as more informative and put more value to them. Yes, because it's like, actually, just earlier I was looking at photographers and it was just like. It was like a million, there was all these five-star reviews and I just kind of like scrolled through and I'm like, I don't even know what I'm looking for really. Um, you know, we get bored too. And, um, you know, we use negative reviews to reduce loss and understand risk. You know, it's the whole, you know, what do they call it? Loss aversion that I think I talked about in another topic. Mm -hmm. um, and then another uh, thing that was brought up is the validity of these online reviews. 
So a study done in 2016 actually found little correlation between online reviews and consumer reports. Really? Yeah. So online reviews are actually not at all representative of the population. It's actually only a small subset, about 1.5%. Um, Basically the bitches that will actually go on there and complain. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so reviewers, we'll see what categories we fit into here, are more likely to be married, uh, to buy things in unusual sizes. Uh, check. <laughs> <laughs> for me not for you yeah i'm like i don't know i guess i don't know what qualifies as unusual but um i i'm certainly an unusual size <laughs> they're more likely to make returns have <laughs> more children not you no. <laughs> i don't know what more means like yeah well like more average point five is not the average half, yeah the average they're more like I'm kind of lazy, so it really depends on how much effort I want to put into. Yeah, return online returns are the worst. Um, go into that freaking post office is a nightmare. Cause I always I always mess UPS something up. There's like you have to have this slip. UPS <laughs> store is the way to go, man. They've treated me right every time. Yeah, maybe, so maybe I should switch over. Um, they are younger less wealthy, are more likely to have graduate degrees. Oh, that's us. Okay, so <laughs> check, check, check. I'm super young. <laughs> super. They are 50% likely to shop sales. I mean, who doesn't love a good sale? I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, who doesn't like a good clearance section? I mean, I'll, I'll look through the clearance, but a lot of times I'm like, Eh. In the back of my mind, I'm like, well, it's on clearance. Well, perhaps for maybe that's why they're disappointed because they got the bottom of the barrel items. <laughs> right. Like you can't no, buy something on clearance and then be like, oh, this wasn't as good as I was expecting. I paid $2. Yeah. And they, um, they buy four times more products than the average person. So, I mean, of course you're going to have some negative experiences if you buy. Because you're doing it more often. Yeah, exactly. I want to know what the average amount of product buying is then. I, I want to know if I'm above or below or right on mark. I, I read somewhere, now I think this was before COVID because I think everything has changed with COVID, but yeah. I think before COVID people bought on average like once a week, bought something once a week. Yeah, something like, just like going, does food count? Because that's technically a product and you could write a review in a restaurant or are we thinking yeah. like shampoo? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't really look into it because I mean, you know, right now I'm sure with everything going on, it's like most I would people food like once a day, once every other day. <clears throat> um, so it's also, the reviews are also circumstantial. Um, there was a study that found that people traveling with significant others or friends and family are more likely to leave positive reviews than those traveling alone or for business, which, you know, makes sense. You're probably happier if you're with people, hopefully, depending on the company. Depending <laughs> on the company. <laughs> um, and then another, um, something else that affects the reviews are the reviewer's motivation. So why they're leaving the review. Um, TripAdvisor has a has a status called super contributors, where like I guess if you wow. know, you uh you become a super contributor, they've got and, some real time on their hands. 
Yeah, seriously. <laughs> That'd be another fun retirement job. <laughs> um, and they tend to leave more negative reviews because they feel the need to write more critically uh, to appear professional. <laughs> <laughs> um, people are more likely to leave reviews when they have extreme polarized emotions about something, like you kind of met, uh, like hinted at that earlier. And I can definitely see that, like, I've, I think I, I've only left like a few reviews ever, but yeah, they were usually like something like really, like it had to be really good. I don't know if I've ever left a bad review, but. I can honestly say, I do not believe I've ever left a review. Really? Ever. <laughs> really? That's surprising. That a whole extra step that I am yeah, not. Yeah, you've like, you've like gone to the, you've like called the manager up. I have done that. Yes. <laughs> that is just like between wait, me. Wait, 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 no. David's bridal. Remember? Or you did something because the I, But that was a direct contact to the store's manager. Oh, I thought it was like a, a tweet or something. No, they emailed me. I was like, how did your, how did your trip go? Oh. And so okay. I emailed, I was like, well, okay. And I honestly didn't think anyone would see it, but then they responded back to me. Um, yeah. So I've only ever like talked to the store. One time I did post a thing on my own Facebook saying that like, I got like a jacked up facial, but that was it. I think, I don't think I've ever done like a Yelp or uh, a product review. Yeah, you're more like, you're more in person. I am a more in person. You're, you're more upfront about it. You're not going to be passive aggressive like these yeah. yatches. Um, actually, that kind of leads into the, the next, uh, another like motivation type thing. So like an example of David's Bridal, when you got a survey, um, there's something called the mere measurement effect where you develop stronger feelings when you're surveyed on an item uh -huh. versus like if you didn't really I mean in your case you uh, like you know I don't think I would have said anything if I hadn't gotten that survey to be honest oh really yeah oh, okay um but like if you're kind of neutral about something but you're questioned about it you're socially conditioned to answer and to give like a good answer um that was and I, the case <laughs> <laughs> I do well maybe not a good answer but a more emotionally charged answer I guess yep but I definitely like will rate stuff. I think you know because nowadays, like all the apps do it too. They're like, I, I swear, every other day it's like. Do you okay, like well, I've done that. The Duncan app asks me how's it going all the time, and I yeah. think it says that it's like how's it going with the app, or and then it asks you to do like a thumbs up or a thumbs down or a star. I'll do that. Yeah. And but if there is an option where like answer this later, I'm like click later. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, if it's more than a thumbs up or a star or something, I'm yeah. not, I'm not gonna it. especially every damn day. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, like with most things, I'm like, yeah, it was okay, but I'll be like, sure, five stars, because I don't know, I have this fear that someone's going to get in trouble or something. <laughs> you know, I don't want to like, I mean, not that my one. You know what, you just reminded me, that's, I, I, I have left a review. I left a review on the Wind in the Waves podcast, the Dwight and Patty show. And then Oh yeah, we talked about that. They roasted me for it because I did a four out of five. <laughs> Just four stars. Yeah, they weren't uh because I was their only four. And everything oh. they got was a five. Well they lost revenue, so good job. And then, 
and then they were like on the on on air they said um you know like what's the deal like you know like you know and then patty was like well maybe it was a slip of her finger let's give her the benefit of the doubt so i changed oh it over to a five because they're one of my favorite bands so it's like <laughs> and then i sent them what i thought was a funny email being like i'm like you know trying to be sarcastic but i don't think it really uh translated via the written word that i was being sarcastic but so then i changed my review to uh to a five out of five so i and so like that was the only review i think i've ever actually given and um and you were bullied into giving one (laughs) that you didn't want to give i didn't mind giving them a five in the end but um it didn't, yeah, it was just like a quick little thing on the podcast. By the way, anyone listening, please feel free to review us after yes, listening. Yes, but only, only five stars. <laughs> <laughs> only five stars. After listening to Jay's topic, all you have to do is scroll down to the bottom of um, our podcast page, um, if you're listening on uh, Apple Podcasts at least, and then give us a review and a comment would be lovely. Remember, yes. Jay will give people donuts. Yes. Although I haven't done that yet, so I really yeah. need to. That's the only time I could think of. And I didn't mind giving them the five. I just figured, like, you know, like for me, like a five out of five, I'm a tough critic. You know, like it has yes, to be. Yes, you are. <laughs> like, like crazy good for me to give like five out of five. Like there are, there are very few things in this world that I consider to be five out of five. Aside from this friendship. I think there's very few things that are five stars, in my opinion. So for me, like everything kind of just naturally falls under the four out of five category. Yeah. And, and that's, um, three, that's odd. That's the end. <laughs> One of the articles I was reading was saying how they, they brought up examples, how even like the Great Wall of China had bad reviews. Like, someone, <laughs> like there were no plugs anywhere and no outlets. And someone was like, this wall's really run down. They need to redo it. Like, it was ridiculous. And then there was one about, like, Shakespeare. And it was like, it's really boring. Save yourself the time and just uh, rent the movie or something. Oh, <laughs> Shakespeare in love. No, or, yeah, I, I, or I guess Romeo and Juliet or something. Okay. Like, so come on. That's, like, art and, like, history. Yeah, but, and that goes to show it's probably someone young and, like, <laughs> Especially if it's a historical monument or like something that was made thousands of years ago, like <laughs> let's let that go. Yeah, like let's be a little bit more sensitive and appreciative. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. But hey, <laughs> you know there are people out there marrying these objects now. You know. Oh, that's true. Look at look at look at our topics coming together. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Yeah. Well. Um, so actually kind of going off what you're saying, the people are, uh, a study from the Harvard Business Review found that people are um, less or never mind. That's not really similar to what you're saying, but <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> I thought it said something different, but um, yeah, but they're more likely to leave polarized reviews. Like they're much less likely to leave three, like two, three or four stars. So you're, you're an outlier. <laughs> With yeah, I mean, I feel like if something's here. a two or a three, then it's just bad. But if it's a four, then it's good because that's an A, in my opinion. I wonder. Maybe that's because you're a teacher and you like you you grade things for a living. You my know? sarcastic email that I wrote back to the Dwight and Patty show, I did say that I was like, I'm a teacher. 
<laughs> I always have my students. You don't want the great inflation. I always have them work, you know, like I always tell them, like, it's never perfect. Like, you know, just try and like do your best. And then, you know, perfection is a really hard thing to achieve. So <laughs> yeah, it's like you didn't translate, didn't translate over. I don't think they, they got it, but who knows? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, I've always dreamed of going up and like chatting to them um, in like a merch table situation after like a concert if they ever do tour ever again and like if the virus doesn't kill us all oh. and and being like I was that person <laughs> I like <laughs> you like, I promise it'd be like Rebecca hmm. <laughs> oh good. Well. But yeah, I mean, I kind of get what you mean. You know, if you give everything five stars, it's like it, it does kind of defeat the purpose. You know, we can't but, all live in a sea of five stars. There's got to be some fours in there. Right. You know, you got to you got to have some humility, for God's sakes. I will take a four. And if someone truly believes that our podcast is like a three or a two, then I would take that too. Go for it. All feedback is good feedback. Yeah, as long as it's not like, oh, your voice is annoying. You yeah, know, something not like, like, you sound like you're really fat. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to say, folks, but I do up. have a face for radio. But <laughs> that would not be a reason why you're not listening. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Um, so they found that people are less likely to leave biased reviews when they're told that their review would be helping other people. So they did like a study on people um leaving reviews about their employers on glassdoor um which is like indeed you know and then they also found that uh, monetary incentives can work as well to help people leave more um i guess more accurate reviews really because i was recently you know like there's so many clickbait situations happening on social media these days and there was this crazy story about people like losing weight based off of this technology of like essentially like a, a patch that has like magnets in it and you like put it on your stomach. And of course you don't need to change any other part of your lifestyle, but <laughs> ding, ding, ding. And you'll miraculously lose weight. And then I looked up the reviews for it on Amazon because there are so many different brands, so many different brands. And almost all of them said that um, when they bought it, they got a message from the company asking them to leave a review and they would give them like a $10 gift card. Oh my God. And, all, and they were all like, I just said like a BS review because I wanted the gift card. Oh, they didn't clarify <laughs> that it had to be a good review. <laughs> well, it was a good review. Like it had to be a good oh. review. They felt like they needed to leave a good one. So I'm surprised that people would be more inclined to leave honest reviews if they got money. I, would I think, think maybe it. maybe it depends on the instructions. Like if you're like, leave an honest review versus like, you know, just leave a review. This was like in a study. So it's probably, you know, a little different than a company asking them to do it. Yeah. And so um, just to this, just to tie into the whole like social justice movement and everything, um, a, it's a little bit off topic, but there's also been um, findings that um, the algorithms used for um, artificial intelligence can be biased against women and black people, basically, which is great. <laughs> I 
it's like not only can people be biased, but the algorithms used to like, um, like in search engines and stuff, they did a study and found that um, they taught an AI to what they call crawl through the internet. It would produce uh, prejudices against black people and women. Um, and it's because of, you know, it's kind of relied, relies on the data that they, that they use. Yeah. And that's like, you know, from humans that write yeah. shit on the internet. Um, and then another interesting thing they talked about was a few years ago, Amazon used an AI to build a resume screening tool um, to go through all the resumes that they had collected for over a decade. Um, and because the resumes tended to come from men, the system basically learned to discriminate, discriminate against women's resumes and any, um, you know, resumes that came from like an all women's college. So they really? scrapped that. Yeah. And, um, so shitty. I know. I and there's been historically black colleges too. Oh, probably. Yeah. And, um, the equal employment opportunity commission is, is actually looking into two cases involving algorithmic discrimination. So I, that's going to be like, I don't know if that's going to be like a new, like, like statute, that, like, you know, something to really change the tide. Yeah. Um, but like there was this one article which I thought was like really I should send a, I'll put a link on Facebook but it was a really good article about how like basically they need to almost create algorithms that'll help black businesses instead of just being like neutral because so many black businesses like only one percent get loans and there's just so much like extra um you know that they go through just to yeah just to stay afloat so it's like there needs to be more um, done in Silicon more Valley. Balances and stuff. Yeah. So, and, and they mentioned like um, they, they do have apps and, and I, I've noticed on um, Uber Eats, like they have a section for black owned businesses. Oh, they do? I don't really. Yeah. Know Uber Eats. Although we looked at it in, last time we looked, there was none there. So I'm like, uh, that's bad. Yeah. That so means none in your neighborhood. I mean, there were, and then all of a sudden there weren't. So I was like, oh shit. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I'll post that. Um, cause that has, I think some links too, but yeah, that was, um, that was my topic. So <laughs> well, thinking you're up <laughs> justice. Um, we did get a message from a mutual friend. Um, cause remember we said like, if, if anybody found any other areas to donate that we should mention it, um, yes. Oh, so we did get a message talking about how donating to any bail relief efforts for protesters is a good worthy cause. Um, and that's yeah. definitely a good place to put your money. Um, and there's also um, donating to like the Black, Life, Black Lives Matter Legal Fund um, is also a good place to donate money. So just kind of piggyback riding on your... Uh, your statement there. I was in a meeting, a Zoom meeting, and I can't even tell you how many times I heard them say, just a piggyback on that. Oh my God. I don't know about you, but that was a very common phrase. I, feel like I don't know why. It's such a weird like term. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't think of anything else to say or like other than like just to touch back on what you were saying other than that. Yeah. Um, so I but it seems like it always comes up in meetings. <laughs> I, I gave you a little piggyback there. Hope, hope you don't mind. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let this one go. <laughs> I'll allow it. So, um, 
before I start, very important part of the podcast needs to happen. Oh, it's not alcohol. It's not. It's uh, it's diet yeah. ginger ale. <laughs> Lame. It's okay. I'm just drinking water. I wanted so desperately to drink this while you were talking, but I didn't want to because I didn't want that sound to interrupt you. Oh, thank you. You waited. You're probably I'm, like, shut up. <laughs> I waited and I'm taking taking this this uh this opportunity for a nice little sip. Okay. Let me pull up my my, my topic, I thought I had it right there, but I guess I was mistaken. Okay, so I have a topic that I said I was gonna do like weeks and weeks ago, and it is finally, the time has finally come. We had a request from a friend, um, and because I have talked about this without having actual any facts to back me up, it's like I've read something somewhere like a hundred years ago, and that's yeah. kind of a motivating factor for making these statements. And um, about whether wearing bras are good or bad for you. Oh yeah. And then one of our friends was like, "Well, why don't you like make that a topic?" Because uh, they were like, "Well, I'd really like to know, you know, because you know they themselves wear bras." And I said, okay, well, yes, let's do it. And then I like just, I, I totally did all the research and everything, but then I wanted to stay like, um, I didn't want to talk about bras like the week of all the Black Lives Matters protests. Like, <laughs> a little, yeah. Being a great ally. <laughs> um, yeah. Obviously, you know, we still want to keep that in the back of our, well, we still want to keep that in the forefront of our minds, but, um, you know, we are a humor podcast, so we have to also move forward. So, um, I, so I, I've always said like, you know, like you shouldn't wear bras more often than you have to, because it's probably not good for you. And then, um, so that was kind of like my standpoint on it. So my research, uh, I found that Kendall Jenner recently stated that she was going to go braless and Rihanna also said that she was going to go braless. I don't know if they actually did, but that's hmm. two people in the public eye that you can look towards who are paving the way to go braless. I understand that this is a gender polarizing topic, but figure if you're not a bra wearer, then you can still listen along and enjoy. So, uh, <laughs> many millennial women have decided to go all natural and not wear bras altogether or to wear something less constricting, um, like for example, not wearing an underwire or a bralette for those in the know. Um, so essentially not a traditional bra. And retailers such as Victoria's Secret are reporting actual declines in their sales oh. for bras. Interesting. Um, oh, especially during COVID, I bet. I mean, this, this article was pre-COVID, so even now it's probably gone down lower, I would assume. Um, as everybody sales have, I would also assume, but honest, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> Excuse me. And, um, Victoria's Secret, you know, they're very limited and, you know, they don't, they don't size the, the well, more well. Victoria's family. Secret has a lot of controversy too, you know, because really? they, um, you know, gear towards white women, they gear towards a certain size range and yeah. they've made some anorexic some people who have made who i don't know if 
I don't know who it is exactly in the company, but I was reading some articles that were like really negative public comments, um, having just no shame about like, well, these are the models that we're using, period. Um, but they actually, they had their very last um, Victoria's Secret like angels um, runway show. Like they won't do that anymore. They've, they've said that that's done. They, they had this annual, you know, where they walk out with a huge ass feathers and they're like, yeah, oh, so tall. And like, I mean, it's like they're did every year. And it was like the angel, I'm sure it has a special name for it, but the Victoria's Secret angels fashion show. They're not doing mm -hmm. it anymore. Um, is it because they people uh, complained about it, or I think I think it's a combination, yeah, of some of the backlashes that they've gotten in. But it could also be because of sales. Who knows? Um, there is even a national no bra day out yeah. there. Um, of course, it didn't. The article didn't tell me what the day was. Oh. <laughs> This what? trend has started the debate on whether or not bras are actually, are they actually good for you? So unfortunately, there's not a lot of research backing this up. I couldn't find a lot of data or science-based information on it um, because there's no hard and fast evidence that shows going braless. It, I mean, so there's no hard and fast evidence that shows that going braless is harmful at all to women but there's not a lot of research one way or the other okay the corset itself was like the original bra and that was invented in the mid um 1500s in france the first modern bra was born called the corselet gorge <laughs> and that means the well-being i love that the bra is is the well-being you know like yeah you had to keep those puppies in yeah um, for your own good honey <laughs> when um someone called hermione oh god another <laughs> uh cadole cadole c-a-d-o-l-l-e cadole um, when this person cut a corset into two separate undergarments, the top supported the breasts by means okay. of a strap. And then the lower part was then, you know, corseting and cinching the waist. So that was okay. like the first modern bra in France. And that was in the 1500s? No, that was later on. Oh, okay. Um, the corset was in the 1500s. Um, the, in 1905, they started selling these new modern bras alone without the corset, without the cinching of the waist in the bottom. One of the few research projects to provide any kind of conclusion on this subject I found that I could find was a 15 year study completed in 2013 by uh, Jean Dennis Rouillon. Well, I don't know if that's how you say it, but I'm gonna go with it. Also a professor in France. Um, in his research study, he concluded that bras provide no benefits to women and might actually be harmful to breasts over time. Oh, shit. Said his study involving 300 women ages 18 to 35 showed that women who did not wear bras developed more muscle tissue in their breasts that's provided um, natural support. So I guess kind of like when we wear bras, they make our, our muscles lazy and hence the sagging. 
Yeah, and that's what I think we've talked about before. Yeah, but then if you don't wear the bra, then it makes that muscle work for itself, yeah. essentially. Um, so the natural support. It's with like it. a crutch. Yeah. So Ruyan added that the restrictive material of bras um, could prevent tissue from growing and may actually encourage breasts to sag. Ruyan did caution women who have worn bras for decades to not just go out and throw away their bras, that that's not the answer. <laughs> um, he said like more or less like once you've been wearing a bra for a like a good portion of your life, you know, like what's done is done. Like you can't turn back that clock. Um, even if we just didn't wear a bra for the rest of our lives, you know, like that muscle and that tissue is developed in that way. Oh, that sucks. And so that, we could have had like, you know, when I read that too, I was like, I got to take this off. Um, Damn it. um, and he said, um, at that point you would not benefit really from taking off your bras at this juncture. The atrophy has set in. <laughs> it has set in. The sag is here to stay. I'm, I'm here. I'm, unless you have plastic surgery. Um, <laughs> Professor Robert Mansell of the University Hospital of Wales in Cardiff and Simon Cawthorn, a consultant surgeon, they did a different study, um, which was a six-month trial to see if wearing a bra influenced breast pain. Um, I think any woman can attest to that one. There was no need for that trial. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you could have just asked five women and they'd be like, yes. Show of hands. Show of hands. I wouldn't say pain, just more discomfort. Yeah, yes. Um, so they asked a hundred pre-menopausal women to go without a bra for three months straight and then return to wearing one for another three months after that and then kind of record the differences that they felt and experienced. And on average, the number of pain-free days went up by 7% when the women stopped wearing bras. Okay. Here is a medical anthropologist that believes that breast, she actually believes that breast cancer could be connected with wearing bras. And according to Singer's theory, breast cancer is a problem only in cultures where women have, you know, prevalently wear bras. Um, oh, oh, I'm sorry, it's a he. Um, he believes that tight bras can cause congestion in the lymph nodes and that the body's essential defense against the, sp the spread of cancer are come from that area um as of now it's important to note though there is no substantiated evidence to link wearing bras to breast cancer um for like everything that said that was a bra that a bra was was bad there was a lot that said like the exact opposite so this is just oh. a belief system of sydney singer and it has not been proven in any way shape or form oh so it wasn't a study uh, no, I think that it's just, this is a medical anthropologist. So they, they have noted that breast cancer is more prevalent in countries where people wear bras and they believe that bras could have something to do with breast cancer, but there's no actual evidence to suggest that, but people are starting to study it to see. Um, I kind of don't, I myself don't believe that it's connected to breast cancer. I do definitely believe in the previous study where bras could be connected to, to breast pain and discomfort. I absolutely yeah. believe that. Um, however, if you're someone who works out a ton or does a lot of like cardio, I could assume that your breast pain would go up without wearing a bra. 
um, because you know those puppies are bouncing and smacking you in the right. and everything. <laughs> um, and then I, I thought that the first study, the Ruyan one with the 300 women about the sagging versus the natural support, I believe that too. Um, but there's no actual evidence to say whether it's a linked to breast cancer or not. But that rumor has been running around for quite some time um, saying that it could be linked and then other people then discounting that later. Um, so 20 years ago, 34B was the average bra size. Do you know okay. what it is now? C? It is a 36C. That is a good guess. Okay. I was like, it's probably gone up. <laughs> well, you know how like people are also now statistically taller? Oh, they are? Yeah. Um, obviously in America, we're wider than we <laughs> yeah. heavier than we used to be. Um, but that is an interesting thing. I think that I, I don't, I could be coming from way out of left field here, but I think it has a lot to do with like the fact that things are genetically engineered. There are hormones yes. in our food. Yeah. The shit that we're eating. Yeah. I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, technology, who knows, but that's kind of what I think about that. Um, but I do think it's interesting. It went up like literally an entire size. I wonder if it's because also, you know, our weight is going up because, you know, that can yeah. affect, you know, boob size. I thought so too. And that's only within 20 years though. It's I wonder what it was like a long, long time ago. Well, they were probably like a 34A at that point. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So uh, 70 to 80% of the U.S. Um, are wearing the wrong bra size. I've seen that in the commercials. Oh, yeah, I have too. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I know. I'm one of them. Um, uh, so that can also contribute to pain. You know, that could be a big factor. Um, so bras may be bad for your health. They may be good for your figure, but according to Cawthorn, they can't, they can't stop the natural aging process. Not even if you wear one all night, like Marilyn Monroe claimed to wear a bra all night, um, every night. There's no evidence that wearing a bra will prevent your breasts from sagging. That's another myth that's out there where people are like, well, you have to wear a bra because if you don't wear a bra, then your boobs will sag. That's not true. So it's probably the opposite. They'll probably sag yeah, more. According to the first study, it that is yeah. true. Um, if you do believe that study. Now, keep in mind, that's only one study. Um, yeah. So it's not going to be the end-all, be-all. But um, in that particular study, it proved to be correct. Um, so there's very little research, very little substantial research about bras and what they do to women's health one way or the other. That's the unfortunate thing is that I overall only found those, those, those two studies and I found one report from a medical anthropologist. So, and that was just their belief. It wasn't necessarily a study. So there's not a lot of information out there, which is interesting considering that the modern bra itself started really going on the market in 1905. I guess, I mean, that's only like a little over a hundred years. So maybe that's why there's so little research done because it takes some time before people start to notice trends. But, yeah. um, but the bra itself has been around for way over a hundred years. So I don't know. Maybe the bra is going out of style. Maybe it's going to be a thing of the past. Well, if we want to look to Victoria's Secrets consumer reports, then I guess they are. 
Um, oh, by the way, it's October 13th is National Brawlist Day. Oh, thank you so much for finding that out. <laughs> You're welcome. It's, now, uh, it's something to do with uh, breast cancer research or something. I have to, oh, maybe, maybe because October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, maybe. Yeah. Um, I have to say that I would not feel comfortable just going out. No, I'm too like, used to it. Let them go because, and it's, you know, the closest thing I can kind of describe that to is like when the virus first started and you saw like that one person in the grocery store with the mask on and you were like, oh my gosh, look at them with the mask. And <laughs> then like you thought like, you know, when they said everyone really should wear the mask and then they made it out you know, a legal mandate, like we had to, yeah, we were allowed to go into stores without them. And like the first couple times I remember being so embarrassed wearing my mask, even though it, I know me too. I was like, people are going to think I'm a freak or that I'm sick. Even though like the first time I started wearing my mask in the grocery store, it hadn't become elite. Like you were still allowed to go in there without it. Yeah. yeah, Same. Everyone in there had it on. Uh, I know. And now it's like, if you don't wear it, you're going to get like, well, you obviously it's not legal, but you know, you're going to get like shamed. (laughs) Yeah. So it, and like you, it had to take, but that was such a fast moving thing. Um, uh, just like the virus itself is very fast moving, but it went from like weird to embarrassing to like totally accepted, you know? At least. Yeah. To like, yeah. I guess that's not totally accepted because there's a lot of people out there who say that they don't want to wear them. Yeah. But like a majority of the people. Yeah. So I feel like until those brawless pioneers go out on the streets, I'm going to be securing and wearing a bra. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Somebody else can start that revolution. (laughs) I know. I will be the bandwagon follower on that one. (laughs) But there's no way I'm doing any sort of like aerobic activity without some sort of I know. That's the only thing about the, the study where the women didn't wear bras for three months. Yeah. I, I wonder if, if, if any of them were like runners or, you know, athletes, that is a tricky situation. And I wonder what, like, if they did like a random size or, you know, well, that's a good point. Yeah. Or like, you know, it was, was it all variety of sizes or were they all like the average size? Right. Exactly. Say that in the study. So that's why like, there's not a lot of emphasis you know, evidence out there one way or the other, I, I kind of lean towards my original assumption was saying that, you know, if you're wearing a bra, that's totally fine. Go for it. Keep wearing that bra. Um, but when you do get the opportunity to take it off, take it off and be free. Yeah. Um, Live your best life. And, you know, and I do think that it is bad for you to wear it 24 hours a day. I think that there's no way that like constraining and tight, having that tightness on your body can be good for you in the long run. Yeah. But that's because there's no like health. It's not like it was created for a health reason. It's just more yeah. for looks. Yeah. And you know, like, it's not like, like, like a, like a, like a harness on an animal. Like they're not going to wear that 24 hours a day. That's going to be super uncomfortable. Right. So, that was like the only thing I could think of. Obviously we're not animals, but, um, yeah. I mean, it's probably more created for guys. So like they would have the illusion of being like, you know, like more 
perky. (laughs) And like I saw like on Hulu, they have this hundred years of fashion and they have like all these different ones you should look up because I saw the bridesmaids one was kind of funny. Um, (laughs) You were were very on trend. Um, I was not. And they had like, you know, like in the fifties, the bullet bra was a big deal. And that was literally like a cone that looked almost like the Madonna situation. Oh, wow. You look like 1950s with the poodle skirts and stuff and like the sweaters, like their boobs are literally like the shape of a damn party hat. Like, and it's called a bullet bra. So that was (laughs) fashion. So fashion's trends come and go. So, right. You know, who knows what our trend will be in 20 years. Yeah, or like a hundred years, I wonder. Yeah. Pasties. Well, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was my topic. Well, that was wonderful. I feel like both of ours were very uh, informative. I know. <laughs> Lots Hopefully of research. Also entertaining. Yes. So um, make sure to look us up on Instagram um, on This Is The Part I Don't Get. And look at our Facebook. This is the part I don't get. And Jay will post stuff up there for us. And if you would like to, like our friend, add any things that you don't get, email us at thepartidontget at gmail.com. And thanks for listening. And thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.